totally blanked. This is going great. (laughs) (laughs) There's our intro! (laughs) Go ahead and leave that part in there if you don't mind. Hello, super friends. I'm Daniel Dunstan, your master of the geekly arts. And welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that tries to explain nerd culture to those who didn't spend their entire lives reading comics. That's an extreme example, of course, based just on my life. With me today, I have a panel of wonderful experts to help guide us through the conversation. Noah Day, who can do a standing long jump of 7 feet 1 inches. His favorite room temperature is 73 degrees. And he also recently bought a new jacket. Says here, you're also the most humble man known to all man... How long does this go on, Noah? That should about do it. Thank you. Okay, just want to make sure we get all that in. Chris Tomlin, he's a writer-producer for Hey Kentucky, also co-host on that occasionally. And the host of the Funkhauser Situation... An amazing podcast, and goes by Ramrod69 on the DJ scene. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It is my honor to join you guys tonight. And we also have David Hood here. Hey, nice to see you. David is an old friend who's also probably equally geeky as me, so I couldn't have done this without him. All kidding aside. That's a line, you know it. Alright, Justice League is of course coming out in three weeks, I believe, November 10th. Um, of course... DC has been having some trouble when it comes to their superhero universe. You also, you do have a successful film with Wonder Woman. They did quite well there. However, a lot of their other movies have been either commercial or critical flops. You do still have a chance of, I'm not sure if Justice League tanks, how much longer they can keep going. It all depends how long Wonder Woman can hold it up for them. Oh, she can hold it up for some time. Chris, I know you have a lot of thoughts about Wonder Woman. (laughs) She is a handsome lady, as they say. Let's just say that's not appropriate for podcasts. (laughs) With a strong bosom. (laughs) (laughs) Noah reverting to his 18th century personality there. As a casual comic book guy, Marvel has dragged me into their universe in a way that, like, I love. DC has not, okay? So I'm not excited about Justice League, and it's probably because I haven't seen any really good DC movies that I like. Uh, Whereas you guys, you know, are more comic fans of the comics, so you're probably more disappointed. But for me as a moviegoer, I don't think that they've earned... uh, I don't think they've earned my my love yet, and I don't know that Justice League is going to do that because so far they haven't been able to do that. No, I, I pretty much hated every single DC movie that I've seen. And even if I liked Wonder Woman, I still thought it was kind of just... I, I, I Honestly, this might be a little sacrilege because everybody's so into that movie, but it, it's a little slow in the middle for me. So I just... Uh, I got no hope for this. Honestly, to me, it feels like, you know, <laughs> we're three weeks out and basically... we it, It's like we know there's a car crash coming in three weeks and can't do anything about it, so... Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I can actually happen. agree with you with the Wonder Woman slow in the middle bit. Because I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's more of, it's a movie that means a lot to a lot of people. What that movie stood for really matters. And the movie itself is pretty, it, it's pretty good. Especially by the standards of a DC movie in recent history. But I wasn't blown away by it in the way I've been blown away by other films. Do you think that people's opinion of Wonder Woman has changed and cooled over the last few months? Because like when it first came out, it was like, oh my god, it's as good as The Dark Knight. And now, you know, I talked to somebody last night who just saw it for the first time, and he was like, yeah, I feel like it was really overhyped. And then when I actually watched it, I was like, this is what everybody was glowing about. Do you think that the hotness of Wonder Woman as a film has sort of cooled off? I, what I think has kind of happened was when Wonder Woman was first announced, everyone already had so low expectations with these DC movies because all of them have been flops. Then Wonder Woman comes out and it's not a flop and everyone's like, oh, it's the greatest movie ever. Sort of a great by comparison, therefore it makes it stand out higher than any of the others. Yes, 
Yeah, it was just a shock that it wasn't overly <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I mean, just like Suicide Squad, like, you bring in a cash cow like Joker and give him, like, three lines. Come on. And you get such a terrible Joker. I mean, I'm sorry, that is one of the worst performances of the Joker I've ever seen. I mean, anything that has Joker in the movies nowadays should make money. It just should, because Joker's such a popular character, both comic book nerds and people who just watch movies. Honestly, I thought that, like, the biggest thing for me with Suicide Squad was that the obvious choice for plot was that it would be the Suicide Squad versus the Joker, and for some reason they went and fought some witch lady no one's ever heard of. They picked a villain whose main superpower, I believe, was to Vogue? I mean, I couldn't follow everything in that movie. To make regular humans more disposable? I think that's what she did in that movie. She she? also created a giant world-eating octopus. She produced the magic sky beam that is required in almost any superhero movie. Yeah, and it's funny, like, at the end of the movie, I'm thinking, where is the Justice League in all this? Like, why is Superman not concerned with the fact the entire world's being eaten by a giant, like, smoke octopus? Oh, because they said the Joker was on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dead Deadshot's got this one. (laughs) To be fair to Suicide Squad, Superman was dead. That does not explain Flash, Batman, or Wonder Woman, or any of the other heroes, but it explains that one guy. But is he really dead? Do we need to get into potential probable spoilers for Justice League? I, 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 there's no spoilers. He's is, he in the, is he in Justice League or oh, no? Yes. He's, there's no, he's not dead, oh, he's okay. coming back, it's just bad. He, he's in the latest trailer. <laughs> Okay. I mean, they show, and they're like, oh, that's a dream. But they've also publicly had to make a scene about, because he's grown a mustache for his next film, and so they made a scene about how they're going to have to spend millions of dollars digitally painting out his mustache, because they had to do so many reshoots you for know Justice what's, League. You know what's Can easier? I just... <laughs> Putting on a fake mustache for a movie. <laughs> Who negotiated just... that? This does not bode well for the DC universe when they can't get a dude to shave off his mustache what movie? to be in their multi-billion dollar <laughs> film. What, what's the movie he's doing like after that? It's like saying, that's like saying, I'll play Batman, but I'm wearing this hat. This fedora has to be on the entire time. That was like that movie, This is the End. I heard that uh, Michael Sarah only agreed to be in that movie if he could still wear his jacket that he showed up on set in. (laughs) Hey, granted, he was awesome in This is the End. He was hilarious. I like to think, I like to imagine there was like uh, some sort of boardroom negotiation, though, where they had like, you know, Henry Cavill's people talking to the DC people where they're trying to convince them to just let him put on a fake mustache for their movie and then somehow they come out of that with dc having to paint over his mustache like that's the best part to me to me the best part is going to be watching that movie and trying to spot the scenes where it's him without a mustache and him with a digitally painted out mustache (laughs) i hope it falls falls off at one point (laughs) just one one quick scene of superman with a mustache now, I hope that like it's just like a square cutout of like an upper lip they've put on him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the skin tone's a little <clears throat> off and everything. They just used Ben Affleck as the model for it. <laughs> I look forward to the scene where Superman can't shave his mustache because his hair is too strong. Or he like. Or, <laughs> I look forward to the scene where he has to scratch his upper lip with his finger and his finger disappears under his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He is shooting the next Mission Impossible. Is the movie that he was currently in production for, and why? And he his could... character, and his character's name is Mustachioed Man <laughs> Number Two. It's very important to the script. <laughs> Pretty much all we've written so far is centered solely around the mustache. It's a bunch of mustache lines. He's playing snidely Whiplash. Oh God. How much do you guys think that the uh, Joss Whedon reshoots are going to affect the final product for Justice League? I hope I hope enough. <laughs> I mean, if you believe what they're sort of putting out there, they're like, well, he hasn't touched any of the action scenes. All of the action scenes and set pieces are still in place from what Zack Snyder did. He's only sort of dealing with the in-between bits. And I'm just like, but that's a movie. Well, hold on now. The in-between bits, yeah, the in-between bits, though, 
that's kind of the most important part for making a good movie. And that's like kind of Joss Whedon's thing, you know, with like the Avengers and everything. They're like hanging out between battles and stuff was just as cool. I mean, the best scene in the Avengers when they're eating shawarma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes them more relatable, like Chris was talking about earlier and stuff. You know, he said he didn't feel anything for these characters yet. And like, that's, I mean, that stuff Joss Whedon did with the Marvel Universe is kind of why everybody you know, likes them so much. Well, the one thing I've always liked about Marvel Universe is the characters, even the comic books, are more relatable. Like, DC com- heroes, like the main group of heroes, they just seem almost too godly to me. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that is even almost by design, because, like, in the early days where DC started first, most of DC's heroes were sort of aspirational. You know, Superman is the person you would ideally, in their mind at least, aspire to be. Whereas Marvel made most of theirs, most of their heroes from the time. You know, the X-Men are dealing with prejudice. And so that's why I think all their characters tend to feel more like real people. Well, they're also funnier. No, there's nobody in the DC Universe that's like, I guess the Flash, right? If they did Superman right, although I hate Superman because of all his powers, he is supposed to be cracking more jokes than what he does in Man of Steel. Well, he's supposed to be a symbol of hope, and they're trying to do that retroactively. They're like, oh. He's a lot more lighthearted. They've tried to make Superman Batman, and it pissed me off. If there's one thing that there is none of in Man of Steel, it's jokes. <laughs> like, when you watch any of the animated movies, Superman's a lot more lighthearted than he is in Man of Steel, because that's who Superman is. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I would argue there is a joke, though it's probably unintentional, and that is Man when... Man of Steel? In the whole Man of Steel, yes, there's the whole movie. The Jarrell scene where he is just being a GPS for Lois Lane <laughs> is unintentionally hilarious. That's true. The thing is, it's like Superman should be a symbol of hope, but he's been so dreary in the movies that it's really just so Batmany. Yeah. They're supposed to be best friends, but they're supposed to be counter. They are supposed to be opposites. They're supposed to be best friends because they're so different from each other. When you say so, Batmany, David, do you do you mean that dark, gloomy, just like it's a dark atmosphere, and that's a Batman trait. Whereas Superman, he's supposed to be a lot more lighthearted and a lot more bright. Mm-hmm. Like Double D says, uh, he's supposed to be a like a beacon of hope. Where Batman's seen as just a vigilante. Of course, you know the reason why they're steering away from that, or why they did initially, is because, like, in their history, or in their recent history, they had the Dark Knight trilogy, and the one time they tried to break that mold, it failed, and that was the Green Lantern movie. And it failed for a number of reasons, but they just sort of went, okay, well, we're not doing bright and colorful again. Well, that's the same excuse Fox used to delay the Deadpool movie, because an R-rated comic book movie failed because of Punisher. It's just because you did it wrong. If you did it right, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. Also, are we just saying that the Green Lantern movie is bright and colorful because it had a lot of green in it? A lot of CGI. <laughs> lot, lot of mustache cover. <laughs> so much mustache covering. But it had a lot of... At least they attempted jokes. I'm not sure all of them landed. I'm not sure any of them landed. But they at least gave it a shot. And Hal Jordan's not exactly the best at jokes. No. Ryan Reynolds is. Hal Jordan is not. They took the most boring Green Lantern in the history of Green Lantern and tried to make him the funny guy. Is there going to be a Green Lantern in the Justice League? I think they kind of referenced it in, um, I think it was either Wonder Woman or Batman vs. Superman. They were on some airstrip that was the, uh, named like the airport from like the airport yes. where Hal Jordan flies out of and stuff. Oh, they're doing Hal Jordan again. Yeah, for sure. I saw that in the trailer where they say, "Hey guys, you think the Green Lantern might be around?" And then they all look at the camera at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do that in I think it was the second trailer. They have the villain monologue, and it even says basically like, "Earth has no guardians, has no Green Lantern." And I'm just like, yeah, no lanterns. Uh, I think. I think they could go with, if I were to pick, I'd say go with Guy Gartner, because that's going to solve the problem of having nobody that's quippy in the DC Universe, because he's like the quippiest guy in the DC Universe. 
I thought like Green Arrow or Barry Allen was pretty quippy. Oh, you know what? Green Arrow is another one too. But I, I think you know either of those are fine. Speaking of which, that's why his Arrow's failing in my opinion because they're making him Batman. Yeah. Arrow's failing for a number of reasons, David. Just jump off the sinking ship. Never. <laughs> From what I've seen in the trailers, I think they're trying to turn Flash into the quippy person on the team. I will accept that. Yeah, that's fine. And I think that could work. I could see a Green Lantern showing up. I think that's about as likely as Superman coming back. So very likely. You think Green Lantern's going to be in this Justice League movie? I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is at least a reference, a more direct reference to him. I was about to say, I feel like it's going to be busy enough already. Like, that'd be, I mean, <laughs> I mean like Chris said, but like, hey guys, do you guys think Green Lantern is around? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, granted, give them props if they just have a scene where they all say that and turn to the camera and stare for a minute. Hey, I wonder if anybody else is hanging out in this swamp we're in, huh? Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, say no more. <laughs> Why, what could be that over there? <laughs> Gee, oh, I haven't seen, pulls out a list of names of heroes. <laughs> Just starts reading them. I haven't seen these people in a while. Well, look at that story, and they're all just holding the latest DC comic. And then Flash just comes by, yeah, I haven't seen Buzz Lightyear in a while. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, don't, no. Disney owns Marvel. That, that'll that be the time we get oh. the Iron Man Buzz Lightyear crossover. Oh. That we've uh, I think all we've, been waiting for. I think we've for. stepped on some copyright stuff here. We're going to have to go ahead and shut this down. <laughs> I've actually been hired by Disney to write the Buzz Lightyear Iron Man crossover, so I think I've now voided that contract. <laughs> but I have, and I think that's Disney ringing my doorbell. <laughs> They're quick, yeah. That they will get right on you. Man, they're worse than the government. <laughs> FBI? No, Disney. They they control this stuff. They will shut you down. Now, also we have, presuming Justice League does well enough, they don't just can their entire universe. Which it probably will just because of what it is. I think the next movie that's up is Aquaman. I would like to see a good Aquaman movie. He's been kind of the punching bag of the DC universe. I would like to see him have, like, one movie where he's a badass. Especially since it's Cal Drogo. True. If you're going to have someone make Aquaman a badass, it wouldn't be a bad call to have him. Why did they make him look like that? Out of curiosity. Like, why isn't he blonde and look like the Aquaman? Why doesn't he look like a mermaid accountant? (laughs) 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 I don't know, Aquaman always used to look like my male guy, now he just looks like someone else. I mean, that's a pretty rap- That's a pretty drastic departure from what most people consider Aquaman to look like. I think like. it's probably, like, I mean, it might be a bit of a diversity thing, because DC's been pretty, uh, pretty white. <laughs> yeah. You mean they didn't want him to have a guy with a Macklemore haircut <laughs> yeah, in there? <laughs> It was actually they were just going to get Macklemore to play, to play Aquaman. Yeah, didn't it? He comes on and raps and then... <laughs> the Aquaman musical where he just raps. Now, is Submariner a Marvel guy or a DC guy. guy? Marvel. Okay, because when I see this Aquaman, I think that looks like the Submariner. Like that looks more like a Submariner type of guy than the Aquaman that we kind of. Uh. That I know. At I mean, Submariner is not not any less dorky. He just looks like some kind of snivy robber baron of the sea. With it just wears <laughs> underwear. <laughs> he wears underwear and little tiny wings on his feet. <laughs> looks like he's just gonna pop out of the sea and come steal your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I I think part of the reason for the Aquaman change is they cast Jason Momoa and so they figured, well, we want him to look like Jason Momoa. Yeah. I think it's because they're tired of Aquaman being a punching bag of jokes. <laughs> well, it'd be, weird. it'd be weird if they were like, well, we've cast Jason Momoa, but I think we need to stick with the original Aquaman look and they just put a blonde <laughs> wig. They give him blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. 
Who is the villain in the new Justice League movie? Can you? Steppenwolf. The band? Yeah. It's a magic carpet ride? (laughs) That's the climax of the movie, Chris. Come on. (laughs) And the Justice League will be justified in beating them to death. (laughs) (laughs) Steppenwolf? Who is Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf is a third tier associate of Darkseid. Yeah, that was a real bad move. It's a weird move. I think they showed like a glimpse of him and stuff, but a lot a lot of it just looks like they're just fighting those parademons, which are like the putties of the DC universe. Yeah, I can understand not doing Darkseid right away, so you can do a Thanos type thing with them. Yeah, I don't think they've earned their world-ending characters yet, though. No. Don't start with some third-tier guy, only comic book people know, because I never heard of that guy either. I've been reading comics probably since... Before you could read. Probably, honestly. <laughs> and I have only seen one reference or one storyline that involved Steppenwolf. Basically, he's a big dude who's strong and he has like this energy axe thing. You have now been completely shown the character of Steppenwolf. Why is he called Steppenwolf? I'm looking on. I'm looking online right now to think. Well, maybe this is a like a term because he, he got his name because when he was born, he just started stepping on wolves like an asshole. <laughs> That's an interesting point, though, because like he's he's a space guy, right? He's like an alien. Like, why does an alien mm-hmm. name something Steppenwolf? That's that confuses me. Is why these cosmic characters have these really like '90s romance novel cover. Like, names and stuff. Hey, maybe they're just a fan. In the arms of Steppenwolf. Yeah. But he came on in 1972, I'm looking at this. So that would have been, was Steppenwolf the band around then? I'm I'm obsessed with the... Okay, 67 is Steppenwolf the band. So, there's no, like... There's there's no like precedent for what a Steppenwolf is except for the band. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we have is a comic writer uh, during that time's favorite band was Steppenwolf, and he thought, wouldn't it be really cool if Superman fought my favorite band as yeah. a space goblin? I've got you now, Justice League. One, two, three. I like to dream. <laughs> what, what I'm questioning is why do someone so. No one knows who he is, and not do someone like Deathstroke. Someone who everyone knows, but he's not a world killer. He can still do a lot of damage to the Justice League, especially with Superman not currently there. But they just go, nah, Steppenwolf. It would be a weird... I think it might be a weird choice, though, like... I don't know if people would be on board if they did their first movie with the Justice League. It's like, all right, what's the villain that uh, uh, five of these like incredibly powerful heroes are going to fight? And be like, well, we've got this dude who has two swords. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Is It's just like the Avengers. You have to have a villain big enough that it takes the team of them to stop. And so Loki was that for the Avengers. And they have to get someone big. And I guess they are saving Darkseid. So they instead just go Steppenwolf. Oh my god, shocker. The Avengers used someone they introduced in a previous movie that was a big time villain because he's a god. Oh no. (laughs) So no introduction was needed. Well, but DC has far less movies to pull from. Because DC's going, oh, the Avengers are doing well. (laughs) Justice League, it's out. DC is trying to do what Sony did when they basically killed Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. They're trying to launch everything instantly. When will they learn? They won't. You think their goal is just to try to piggyback on Marvel's success? Like, that they just really don't care how good their movies are? Because, like, honestly, like, they, no matter how good or bad they are, they're still making tons of money. Like, that, that's an interesting thought. That is, because yeah. they've already approved a Suicide Squad 2. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. As long as, like, Marvel's putting out good ones, then people are going to, like, leave. Like, people are going to leave Thor Dark World just like, oh, my God, I have to see another superhero movie, and then they'll just go see Justice League. Like, so they make money whether it's good or not. It'll suck. It's going to suck. I think you're probably right on a corporate level because it's just how movies are made on a corporate level is to make money. I think that's the first time in my life I've ever been told that I was correct on a corporate (laughs) level. (laughs) I'll go ahead and file that away. You finally made it, Noah. 
I'm putting that on my resume. <laughs> Noah was once right on a corporate level. <laughs> I've demonstrated correctness on a corporate level, I'll have you know. And I think like you could probably say the same thing of Marvel to a certain extent. They have Kevin Feige who keeps things running and keeps things coherent. But I think on a corporate level, they're just mainly looking at kind of bottom line stuff. Yeah, even Marvel. Like, they'll just, like, it doesn't matter if all of them are good. Like, people are going to watch all of them because they don't want to miss the ones that are really good. So, like, if they put out, like, three good ones and then one that's just dog shit, then, like, you know, as ju- almost just as many people are going to go see the dog shit one because they'll just be pumped about the others. But in the off chance that this one's dog shit, too, why would you go with, like, a third-tier villain? Why wouldn't you be like, you know what, this might not be received well let's throw everything at it and go big on this one right yeah what are they waiting for why not have like brainiac be the (laughs) bad guy oh brainiac would be so good the next movie will be like uh, the villain will be cool and his gang (laughs) actually brainiac would work very well because they would have to find a way to resurrect superman to even have a chance exactly that that would have worked pretty well yeah brainiac might be my favorite dc villain not gonna lie Instead, they're using kicking puppies. But why would you slow play your hand if you're DC right now? I think right now they don't want to play the dark side card immediately. And the tricky thing with DC is they actually don't have that many big world-ending villains who are notable. Like you have Dark Side, Mongol, Brainiac, and then probably the center is number four, and only people who read New Frontier know that. That's why I go back to my point of using someone like Deathstroke, because he's not super powered or anything, but he is very cunning and can create a situation that might require a team. Yes, but like Wonder Woman could take him out on her own. But th- th- that's why he won't go against Wonder Woman directly. He He's too smart for that. Well, that's kind of like Lex Luthor's thing. Like, he's the one that usually creates, like, these big scenarios where the whole team have to, has to be involved, even though he's not got, like, superpowers and stuff. So I would say he would be good, but they already blew that with Batman versus Superman. Are you telling me the person who just left a jar of urine on a senator's desk would not make the best villain for this movie? I can't stand him in any movie he's in, so. (laughs) That was one where the minute they announced the casting, I just kind of groaned. I feel like he's just shaking all the time and, like, just stuttering through all of his lines. I don't understand how he gets work. But he also has a a weird smugness to him with all that shaking and and stuttering. (laughs) Can they really even continue the this is Ben Affleck wants out so bad? Does he really want out? That just isn't that just rumors? It, it's rumors and then stuff Casey Affleck has said, possibly to draw people away from all the problems Casey Affleck has had. Yes, yeah, since Casey Affleck is well known for his work at the Washington Post, <laughs> the Pulitzer Prize winning Casey Affleck. He's got the scoop. Are there going to be more Batman's? There is supposed to be a solo Batman. I think actually the villain is Deathstroke, reportedly. Now that's cool. Because I want to say it's like Joe Manganiello has been cast as Deathstroke. From True Blood. From True Blood. Yeah. Deathstroke's got to be one of my favorite villains in the DC universe. Yeah, he's pretty solid. I thought they did a good job even like, you know, I mean, Arrow kind of sucks, but like in season two, I thought they did a good job with Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. Like, he's awesome. He made a really good Deathstroke, I thought. Manu Bennett? I'm probably mispronouncing yep. that. Yep. Close enough. <laughs> I, I, I prefer to call him Crixus. I'm guessing he's not he's not listening yet, so yeah. You know, hey, you don't know that. <laughs> he just happens to stumble upon us on our first episode. He's actually yeah. standing behind me right now, guys. That's that's a bit terrifying. I will give DC credit on one thing. They are they've sort of hinted that they might do some Elseworld stories. Which basically, here's some interesting movies that aren't necessarily in the official canon, but we wanted to tell this story, so here it is. And I give them props for that, because I think that's actually a cool move. I'm not even familiar with Elseworld. The one they've sort of announced they're looking into is like a Joker origin film, and I know like mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese's attached yeah. as a producer. DiCaprio's interested, right? I don't think DiCaprio's expressed any interest. Most people are just saying... Well, if Scorsese's involved, maybe DiCaprio's interested. Has there ever been, this is going to sound like a complete rube question, 
But has there ever been, even in comics, a Marvel and DC crossover? Three times. <laughs> oh. Back during the 90s, they did a handful of stories. I know, I think it was the first or second one, they actually decided some of the winners via, like, fan votes. And so you had matchups like Storm versus Wonder Woman and Jubilee versus Robin. One of them had Thor versus Superman. That was the second one, I think, where there was more of... You had teams facing off, and there was just... It always ends with all of them working together to fight a bad guy. Because I think it was in the first one you had Thor versus... Or not Thor. Uh, Superman versus Hulk. I remember whenever Civil War was coming out, my dad, he kind of... Um, if we can quickly get a description of him out, he likes to listen to Rush Limbaugh. But uh, <laughs> I remember whenever... Civil War was coming out. He asked, he's like, why are all these superheroes fighting each other all of a sudden and stuff? Don't you think that's a little weird? <laughs> like, he had no idea they ever fought each other in the comics, so he assumed that it was some kind of, like, government thing where they just, or some kind of, like, I don't know, some kind of liberal agenda thing where they were having them fight each other. Was he also confused why one side was not wearing gray and the other wearing blue? <laughs> so he thought this was a like that that this superheroes fighting each other was like an allegory movie that was going to affect people's political beliefs now here's the thing here's the thing about and i'm sure this is true of a lot of people's dads but my dad didn't believe that but he just thought it was interesting and wondered what i thought about it so, like, I think it was a way you could cop out of it sounding completely crazy. Because <laughs> I told him, I was like, he's like, uh, why are they doing that all of a sudden? I was like, because that's, like, literally how they sell comics. I was like, they've been doing that forever. So, it was inevitable. I mean, the early storylines of Superman almost always went either Superman is evil or Superman is fat. One of the two was just like, oh, we need to sell some comics. He's evil again. What was the fat one? There are storylines of, like, Superman is now fat. I was about to say, you better not be hating on my Jeff Loeb Superman. (laughs) I'm not hating on your Jeff Loeb Superman. You did the other day. You called him Tiny Face. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, for that comic and their art style... His features seemed dramatically small on such a large face. I don't care. I don't care. I don't like... That's my thing with DC Comics is they don't have enough of that. Like, every DC comic has the same art and stuff. Everybody looks too proportional and everything. I like the I like the uh, comics where it's kind of like, you know, not, not abstract, but just a little impressionist of, like, super. I like my characters with one big foot and one small foot and a... Big ear. <laughs> Look, Noah, I, I can understand where you're coming from. That's why I loved Rob Leefield, too. That was my only complaint with, like, uh, Infinite... Uh, what was it? Identity Crisis? Like, I love that comic, but the art is so boring I can't bear to look at it again. Identity Crisis would actually be an interesting movie, thinking about it. But, like, the problem is, a lot of the best Justice League movies you have to make as your second or third movie because they require setup, like Tower of Babel. We're, we're nowhere near elongated man in the <laughs> DCU yet. How close are we in the Marvel Universe to the uh, spectacular Spider-Ham? <laughs> Not close enough. Not close enough. I didn't read a lot of comics, but I did have a bunch of those when I was a kid. The uh, Peter Porker. <laughs> they did that recently actually they did they, they really did that yeah i have some i'll show you i'll try to remember to bring them to work or something <laughs> yeah, like they did that again with the edge of the spider-verse comics which i have all of spider ham has been making a comeback speaking of like how close are we to various characters like i'm dying for the moon knight uh movie show whatever they decide to do like yeah because i think that could be totally different from anything else they've done like kind of like uh i guess it would kind of be like they could kind of do it like a horror thing, like New Mutants, but it's, I think it's uh, super cool because he's kind of like, he's uh, completely mental and all of his stories are crazy and it's great. Moon Knight is an interesting character. Haven't there, there been rumors of like a Netflix series or something? Yeah, but that'll suck. Well, and also Disney just announced they're leaving Netflix and taking Marvel with them. So who knows what will happen to those? Like, I, I, I think that they did daredevil good but everything else they've done since has been we didn't like luke cage 
I, I thought Luke Cage was okay, but Jessica Jones was garbage. Iron Fist was just I, I couldn't even get through the first episode of Iron Fist, and I did. After that, I was I wasn't even willing to try Defenders. I like Jessica Jones. I like Jessica Jones. I didn't think it's nearly as good as Luke Cage or Daredevil, but I was a big fan of the Luke Cage show. You know what? One small thing, small problem I had with Jessica Jones was if you took like the entire like log of scripts for that season and you did like a word search for a kill grave, you would return ten thousand results minimum. Like I felt like all anybody was saying was kill grave every time they opened their mouth. Well, when he looks like David Tennant, I mean, I'll say it that many times. That guy's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Kilgrave became a verb, too. Like, you've been Kilgraved. No, I'd also like a number count on the numbers of times in the Jessica Jones script where the stage directions just said, Italis, italics, I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a standard facial looping function on that actress. It's uh, They don't even have to tell her. And then, like, people kept getting... I couldn't stand it because, like, people didn't feel normal to me. Like, they kept getting over things too quickly. Like, moving... Like, when that guy turned up, like, brutally murdered in her apartment and stuff, and then her and that other guy, the that druggy guy, just went and dumped his body at the docks, and then it was like it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> When's the Space Ghost movie coming? Oh. That's the movie I would watch. Coast to coast yeah. to space. I want him to do it like a superhero movie, but he's like still a talk show host and stuff. <laughs> like it's like Conan the superhero. Just get Conan <laughs> to play him. Come on. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. Space Ghost movie would be amazing. Would coast be to good. coast, Space Ghost. Had Brack and Zorak in there. <laughs> I mean, they did actually a crossover comic recently of Space Ghost and Green Lantern. That had to have been amazing. It was good. Nah. Was it a comedy? Was it, was it a comedy thing? Weirdly, not really. I, I saw that, but I didn't even pick it up because I just assumed it was one of those that just were, you know, trying to sell covers. A lot of them were because they were doing the like Hanna Barbera crossover stuff. That was one that like the story was actually not bad. I don't really get into those much stuff, and I like. <laughs> I remember being at the comic book store in London one day. Oh, a while back, and I was asking. I hadn't been in a while, and I was asking, like, "Oh yeah, what's uh, what's new that's really good?" And was suggested to read Planet of the Apes Green Lantern crossover, and so I just basically assumed that the person didn't know what they were talking about. That one was not that great. So you took it, threw it in his face, and ran it. And yeah, and I told him that he didn't deserve to live. How dare you for liking this? <laughs> it's not as if Planet of the Apes is really really that popular as a movie series either i mean like i think it's really good but like daniel you've never even seen one right i've not seen the recent ones i've heard they're really good but i i have i love I them do too but i don't think they're very i don't think they've been very because i had a, a friend of mine asked me last night he said well i guess this third planet of the apes movie just flopped in the theaters because it's like it, it was gone in no time and it's kind of true no no it didn't flop like i think like it did fine and then you know international like nowadays too you know something might flop here but as soon as it goes on in like china then it suddenly it's made like triple what it costs to make it i think from box office reports i saw it did not do super great internationally i think it's it's not necessarily that did bad it performed below expectations but i think part of that is from what I've heard about them, they're not really like summer actiony movies. Oh yeah, they're they're actiony, but they're more like just action thriller, I guess. Like they're not like blockbuster actiony, like mm-hmm. big, like giant battle scenes as much. But you know. I think they had that come out right around Wonder Woman or something. They're like, oh, this will be our big action blockbuster. Actually, you know what? Yeah, they are basically just big action blockbusters, but there's a lot more, like, uh, psychological, like, uh, the human condition type of storylines and stuff in them. But they're very... I, I love yeah, them. Yeah, I do, too. I think they're really good. I like any movies with monkeys. I don't I don't care what the content in them is. <laughs> no, there's a monkey no, it's like, it, it's I like fine. this. I like Dunstan <laughs> Checks In. I like it. I like <laughs> any which way but loose. Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> I like... The Grape Ape cartoons. That one with Ronald Reagan and the monkey. Oh, what was the name of that? <laughs> Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> yep, anything with Chris a monkey had is fine. That at the ready. <laughs> I like Virunga. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a Rocky movie where he boxes a monkey. That's fine, I'll watch it. I'll watch anything with a monkey that's not a porno. That would get weird. 
right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have limits. We found the line in the sand. I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't want to, you know, say that that uh, that love for monkey movies would go anywhere. There's some stipulations. <laughs> there are limits to the monkey love, and it turns out the limit is monkey love. If I don't say that, then the next thing I know, you know, checking my mailbox tomorrow, and there's a bunch of DVDs someone sent me of like all these monkey pornos. Especially once I post your address for people to send it. Also, first reference to Dunstan checks in. I can never escape. <laughs> nice. It's a good movie. Paul Rubens is in it. I saw that as a kid and then heard about it for the rest of my life. Yeah, it must have been tough for you. Like, it's not like you heard Noah's Ark every single day of your life. <laughs> or when people discovered your third name, it's not like you heard uh, Noah Burp Day every day of your life. What? <laughs> my third name is Burb. <laughs> yeah, listen, my name had tons to go off of. It was either uh, Noah's Ark, Noah Burp, Noah Bird, uh, Noah Day is Gay. Like, my mom gave them a basket of things to change my name into. I didn't get any relief until Victoria Gay came in and her name... Uh, it was even easier to rhyme with gay. <laughs> you have to admit, that went pretty well, though, for you. I mean, like, that's you can't get a much better taking the heat off if people are calling you Noah Gay and then somebody with the actual name Gay comes in. Like, that's pretty much a pie-in-the-sky situation, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just delved into some... Uh, psychological issues for me that's that's fine i don't know how nerdy that is unless we have any psychology nerds if you if you or someone you know is a psychiatrist play this section for them and see if you can diagnose what noah's going through does anyone have like any other big movies that they're interested in coming up i mean thor ragnarok <laughs> thor ragnarok looks amazing thor ragnarok might become the first good thor movie I'm really perplexed by the people, the many people who are saying that it's the funniest Marvel movie. Because I mean, I mean that you're looking at Guardians, which is, I mean, kind of a comedy in some ways. Well, this this is pretty much Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like, have you seen the trailers? Yeah, I mean, but the funniest is a pretty high. I mean, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, no, it's true. But like, but that guy, like, have you seen any of Ta- uh, Taika Waititi's movies though? What? That's who? Have you seen any of his other movies? He's the guy who's directing Thor Ragnarok. Oh, no. What else has he done? He did What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, and he also did uh, Hunt for the Wilder oh, People. Oh, yes. That, okay, that, that guy's yeah. a great director then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm super stoked yeah. when the trailer came out. He put it on his Twitter and was like, hey, guys, check out a clip from my latest indie uh, indie comedy film or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, what we do in the shadows is a great movie. It's bizarre to me though that they that a guy who made a couple of indie films in New Zealand like was their choice to do a uh, you know multi like a two hundred and fifty million dollar Marvel. Yeah, movie. but didn't they also let the guy who made Five Hundred Days of Summer have Jurassic World? Didn't he? The, isn't that the same guy too? Yes, and they just True. took Star Wars from him because of what was it called, Book of Henry. But I would say Marvel's actually been pretty good about... Um, Kevin Feige had a quote a while ago that basically said when they look for directors, they look for people who have done stories all their life. They've always, they've maybe not always been making movies, but they've always been telling stories. James Gunn's most notable film before Guardians was probably Scooby-Doo. Well, Slither... Slither, but I'm thinking like mainstream, yeah. notable. Can you imagine what an Edgar Wright Ant-Man would have looked like? That would have been insanely yeah. awesome. I mean, I think the Ant-Man we got was good, but one can imagine. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's not even that weird. Like, being a director of a movie is just basically all about taste. Like, they don't have to know exactly how to, you know, put together an amazing action scene stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they you just have to know how to tell a good story. So, it's fine. No, you did mention uh, wanting to talk about Black Panther, which I did. Which I, I did finally watch that trailer, by the way. And the trailer is amazing. And I think, Chris, you said to me at one point you thought this could be Marvel's coolest movie, and I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah, it's definitely um, shaping up to be a pretty cool looking movie. 
Although I don't understand what I'm looking at. <laughs> when I watched the trailer, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy was in Civil War. I thought he was from Africa. They're flying around in spaceships. So I gotta, you know, I guess I'm intrigued because I don't know the Black Panther back. Well, isn't he technically the richest man on Earth? Yeah, because they, because it's because of the whole, like, Wakanda Adam. Uh, adamantium. It's the only source of adamantium. Or vi- vibranium, vibranium or whatever. Adamantium. Yeah. Yeah. So they got money. So this is an African country? Yes. Yeah. And everybody's flying around in spaceships? It is yep. a highly advanced African country. It has access to a rare metal oh. that can cut through any other metal. So basically, they have like all this money and power and high tech stuff, and I guess they just let the rest of the continent of Africa just <laughs> yeah. fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. Their border patrol is very strong there. Yeah, I like how I like how they're like a secret yeah. city that's like you can't even access and no one's seen and stuff, and they have all this money and power and everything, and the rest of the continent's just like starving. It's like, oh, you know, we found out we, you know, we were very wealthy once we just, you know. Stop letting poor yeah. people in. <laughs> <laughs> all we had to do to get rich was to just keep all the money in the continent in this one cave. So, Noah, you're reading of Black Panther. They're kind of the douchebags <laughs> of the Marvel Universe. The anti-heroes. In Noah's expectation, Black Panther's the real villain of this movie. Yeah, because he's created, like, one of the biggest systems of income inequality on the entire planet in Africa. They're really going to need to explain this, though, to the layperson. Yeah, why don't you feed people? (laughs) He's helping his own country. He doesn't want to help other countries because they're probably just going to not appreciate it. Dick. (laughs) (laughs) What an asshole. What a noble race of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I will say... I did not expect the Black Panther discussion to go this way. <laughs> this took a way left field turn. Well, it's confusing because you're like you're led to believe that this guy is like the prince or king of some you know small African country, and then you watch this trailer, and it looks like another planet. And I just have extreme thoughts on every character <laughs> I read about. Let's not get Noah started on the Iron Man military-industrial complex. Yeah, I tend to focus on really stupid things like that whenever I watch superhero movies. Like, every time I watch Batman, I just think of, like, how tired he has to be. <laughs> I can't help thinking about that the entire time I'm watching one of He's those movies. He's Bruce in the morning and Batman at night. When the hell does he sleep? Yeah, every and every time he gets punched, every time he gets punched, I feel it myself, and I just think, man, if I, like, if I get punched one time, I have to go to the doctor the next day. Like, Every time, <laughs> like, and he gets punched so much. Like, you know what? Bat- the Batman series is missing a horrible opportunity to have Five Hour Energy as their sponsor. Yeah, seriously. And I just think like he'll he'll just be out and stuff. Like, I, I seriously, I'll be watching a part like uh, where the Joker's got him pinned down on top of that building, and he's like trying to save that ship. And I'm just thinking like, okay, so it's probably like 3 a.m. If he goes home right now. <laughs> It's going to take him, like, if he left at this moment, it's going to take him an hour to get home. It's probably going to take him, like, 30 minutes to get out of his bat suit and get everything put away and locked up. And then he's going to have to go and brush his teeth and take a shower and then get in And he's not going to be in bed till like, 5 a.m. And he's still going to unwind. And he's still going <laughs> to unwind because you can't just come home. You have to decompress after a situation like that. Like, you just can't come home after being, like, brutalized by the Joker and, like, fighting 50 guys and just be like, all right, I'll go straight to bed and just laying down. Maybe that is how he unwinds. That guy is so mean to me. (laughs) The only way I can go to sleep is if I spend all night punching people. He doesn't deserve this. Just... Go home. <laughs> He's just a guy. Like, UFC, UFC fighters only fight, like, two times a year. And he fights, like, every night. <laughs> Though I, Well, we say every night because we see every night he fights. But is there a chance there's nights where he's just running across rooftops going, like, look, someone at least grab a purse. Just something, something. I prefer to think of there's just days where he, Bruce Wayne's not active. <laughs> he just sleeps during the day at some point because Batman's more important. And I, I, you know, I also think like, how does he organize all the things that are going on and stuff? Like, cause I can't. And how does he build like his tank things and stuff? It's like two guys. Like 
He's got him and Morgan Freeman, and somehow they have built like a bat tank. I can't like invite my cousin over here and put together a bookshelf <laughs> in the time that they can build like an entire bat arsenal. I believe you forgot about Michael Caine. Right, well, he's not building. And his thing. massive amount of tank building expertise. It's just not like. I, I can't watch movies like that anymore because I just think, well, yeah, I can watch them, but I just can't watch them without thinking, like, there's just not enough time in the day to do what they're doing. <laughs> Noah, in your mind, what's the most realistic superhero film? I'm genuinely curious. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Batman would be a little more realistic to me if at least one time in each movie he pulled a cliff bar out of his utility belt and ate a cliff bar. Do you think the people of Wayne... Uh industries are like this dude is the worst boss like he's always tired he doesn't listen to us he's hardly ever here he's always sleeping through my proposals (laughs) (laughs) now that'd be great they should have seen bruce wayne and he's in the proposal he just head down on the desk i feel like he says he's gonna help me on a project and then he just disappears for like three (laughs) weeks and i'm left on my own also why is his nose always broken (laughs) <laughs> I think they probably just are confused when he comes in and his nose isn't yes. broken. What happened? Your nose is fine. And it's like eye sockets are more are more tan than the rest of his body. <laughs> well no, that's why that's why <laughs> That's why Batman can't That's why Batman can't go out during the daytime. <laughs> tan lines. He has reversed Donald Trump eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait, are you saying Donald Trump's Batman? <laughs> no, he's saying Donald Trump is the reverse of Batman. He's Man Bat. Well, I think that might do it for our first episode of Nerds for Normal People. We covered a lot of topics. So, so many topics. So many Justice Leagues. So many two <laughs> to three topics. I was going to say threes of topics. <laughs> Hey, the rest of the topics we had scheduled can be for next episode. <laughs> yeah, the rest of go. our setup could be for future episodes. It's the, the outline for the first episode will stretch now for five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we do want to hear from anyone listening. Maybe you have something you'd like for us to talk about. Maybe we'll actually talk about it. Who knows? Maybe we'll just get distracted again. Maybe you just want to... Tell us how much you hate everything that's been said and everyone that's here talking. Maybe you you're can... maybe you're on death row and you're about to be executed and your last request is to listen to this podcast and you throw out one topic that you know we will talk for 55 minutes on just to stay <laughs> your own death <laughs> off as long as possible. But if you have anything you'd like to say about the show or any questions or topics you'd love for us to cover... Feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel Dunstan. Just drop us a line. See ya, nerds. Mm-hmm.